You are now listening to the CRC Podcast, brought to you by Pastor Ad Bossif. We trust that this message will change your life forever. Come on, if you believe that God is going to do it again, and He can, again and again and again, give Him the biggest praise you can. Come on, right there in front of your television set, right there in Bloomingdale, in Johannesburg, in churches all over South Africa. Lift your voice and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise today in the Name of Jesus Christ. It's going to be a great day. Come on, your future is bright. You better come to church with your sunglasses on in Jesus' Name. Welcome to our TBN viewers. TBN yet to One Gospel, Praise TV viewers all over the world, Facebook, YouTube Live, CRC Online, radio stations, correctional facilities. Welcome to all the people in Russia, Israel, America, Europe, India, China, Pakistan, and Africa. Come on, somebody say, Africa shall be saved. Our greatest days of glory are ahead of us. Bring me down. Hallelujah. Come on. Look at the person next to you and say, God's got great things in store for you in Jesus' Name. Amen. God bless you. Welcome. Take your place in heavenly places today. It's so good to see all of you here today. Many thousands in this place, thousands gathered all over South Africa. Um, hey, we're never going back. Say, say Amen. Say onwards. Say forwards. Say the best is yet to come in the Name of Jesus. Come on, my brother. No echoes, no caves, just planet Earth. That's all I want. Open your Bibles again to 2 Samuel chapter 5 as we get into the Word um, and as we prepare for 2022. Well, I see uh, three of you are ready for 2022. Um, we're not going to wait for the 31st of January to get ready for 2022. We already are going to prepare ourselves and get ready for the best year of our lives. Can you say Amen in Jesus' Name? Hallelujah. I want to talk to you, I want to continue to speak to you today on the Master of the Breakthrough and I want to talk to you today about a breakthrough God's way. Because we have a plan and God has a plan. So I want to read again 2 Samuel chapter 5. Verse 17, the Bible says, When the Philistines heard that they anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it, and he went down to the stronghold. The Philistine, uh, that's CRC, okay, for you as a member. Uh, I'll take every amen I can get this morning, okay? And the Philistines also went to deploy themselves in the Valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So 2022, doubtlessly, is going to be an amazing year. If you believe it, jump to your feet and give the Lord a mighty praise. So David went to Baal-perazim and David defeated them there. I want to tell you that every enemy that is against you will come to nothing. The plans and the schemes of the devil will come to nothing in the Name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me. 
like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of that place Balperazim. They left their images there and David and his men carried them away. Then the Philistines went once again and deployed themselves in the Valley of Rephaim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord a second time. And he said, you shall not go up, circle around behind them and come up from... Come upon them in front of the mulberry trees, and it shall be when somebody just say it this morning say 2022 is going to be my when. Well, I believe it, I believe it, I believe 2022 is going to be a year of great, great divine restoration. I believe 2022 is going to be a year of great breakthrough. I believe 2022 is going to be a year where God is going to hasten His Word in your life. I believe 2022 is going to be a year we are going to see heaven manifest in South Africa and in our world. Everything Satan has stolen from us, we are going to see God restore double for our trouble. If you believe it, shout Amen in the Name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So it shall be when you hear the sound of the marching of the, in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. And then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him and he drove back the Philistines from, from Grootwoord to Kleinwoord. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna make out as if I'm brilliant in Greek or Hebrew. So 1 Corinthians 14, the Good News Translation says, So David attacked them. You know, there's a time for peace. Then there's a time for war. There's a time for silence. Then there's a time to speak. There's a time to wait. But then there is a time to take action in the Name of Jesus Christ. So he said, God used me to break through the enemy army like a flood. So the place is called Balperism. Now we know Balperism is the word, the Lord of the breakthrough or the God of many breakthroughs. It is literally, it talks about the God who orchestrates the breakthrough. You know, God is not asleep. <laughs> Heaven hasn't lost control. God is still on the throne this morning. The grave is still empty. Jesus Christ is still alive today and the Holy Ghost still empowers you today to live this life that God has for you. So I don't know what you are facing. I don't care how impossible your situation. You serve a God who wants to orchestrate your breakthrough. You serve a God of the comeback, the great comeback. You serve the God of restoration. You serve the God who will take you higher than you've ever been before. And I'm gonna say it, you better go write it on your wall somewhere and go write Balperism. You better go write on your wall, the master of the breakthrough. He's the master orchestrator. He's the master planner. He's the master physician. He's the master storm calmer. He's the master deliverer. He's the master, oh come on, peace giver. He's the master that will never leave you and will never forsake you. Shout Amen there in Bloomingdale and give the Lord a praise in the Name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about this breakthrough. How to walk in breakthrough 
in 2022 because many people are sitting back and they're waiting for a prophet to wave their hand and they're waiting for something just supernatural to happen. Now with every breakthrough, there's a God part and there's a man part. You know, God can show you your wife, but you still have to date her and win her. God can give you a job, but you still have to make up your mind what you're going to do with that job that God gave you. So breakthrough seldom happens the way we expect. I know we all have our own ideas, but we have to see what God says so that we don't go into 2022 in a vacuum or in a coma. We have to get ready and get ourselves in a place of faith where we actually believe that God's intention toward us is good. That God wants to restore things in your life. God wants to deliver you. God wants to orchestrate a breakthrough for you. Come on, that's a good place to start this morning. If you believe it, say Amen and give Him a praise. Hallelujah. So three things about a breakthrough. Number one, you have to inquire. You have to get God's strategy. Number two, you have to act upon God's divine strategy. You know, it's one thing to get a word from God. It's a total different thing to act on the Word of God because that takes courage. It's wonderful to stand in church on a Sunday and have feelings, wonderful feelings when the anointing is here. It's a total different thing on a Monday, on a Tuesday on a Wednesday, on a Saturday, when you actually have to go back into the business world and you have to action the plan of God when you don't feel so anointed, when you don't feel the goosebumps, when you don't feel what you want to feel. All you have is a Word from God and now it requires sheer guts and courage and determination to get your breakthrough in Jesus' Name. I hope you are ready for 2022 to get off your rusty, dusty, your blessed assurance. I hope you are ready to possess the land of promise that God has for you in 2022 in Jesus' Name. So number one, we need to inquire. Number two, we need a divine strategy. Number three, we need to act in God's timing. I mean, timing is everything. We have to act decisively at the right time. A lot of things we know that we have to do, but we have to wait for the timing. Because often the difference between failure and success lies in timing, in the right time. So certain things we know, but we still have to wait for the stirring of the Lord in the mulberry trees. When, when it was... You know, when we came to knew we had to build this building, I was in prayer before the Lord for over six months. I was waiting. Everybody said, Pastor, what is this Oh, I, I needed more than that. I needed God's timing. I needed to know that I know that I know that this is God's timing. And I needed a supernatural injection of the gift of faith by the Holy Ghost. There's certain things you are not going to accomplish by yourself. You have to live dependent, reliant and confident upon God. And that brings us to inquiring, talking to God, getting the mind of God, pursuing the mind of God, not your anger, not your bitterness, not your frustration, not your hurt, not your past. You want to walk in the future that God has for you. You have to allow God to order your steps. 
The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, not your emotions, not your friends, not your family, not the economy. Ordered by the Lord. When our steps are not ordered by the Lord, we are not gonna experience the breakthrough God has in mind for us. So this is huge. Remember, start of the pandemic, We've been in it for 22 months and your pastor's been on this platform for 22 months. Every single Monday, whether you were in church or not, I stood here and I preached the Word of God to you every single Sunday because I knew you were on the other side and you needed hope and you needed courage. And I knew that God had something great for your future in Jesus' Name. So, you know, just before the lockdown on the Thursday, and we all thought this lockdown was gonna be about three months. We sat with the president and they said, first they said three weeks. How many of you remember that? Then three weeks became five weeks. How many of you remember that? Then five weeks became three months. Then I sat with many intelligent people. I'll honor them all last, next year, next, last year. And uh, we devised the strategy and we realized this could go on for three, four, five years. We need a strategy. On the Thursday before the lockdown started, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, buy time on television. Now the lockdown started that Sunday, this is Thursday. And we phoned TBN, we phoned One Gospel, we phoned Faith TV, and they all said no initially because our times did not suit them. I said, I don't accept no. because I knew this is what God wanted us to do. Listen, and God changed on one gospel where there were no white preachers, okay? I'm the only whitey there, okay? Lighty, whitey, brighty. <laughs> and God gave me favour. And that, that, listen, that was such a strategic move in the right timing of God. They shifted their programs in, on one gospel change the programs on TBN, change the programs on Praise TV. Now we're talking live in Pakistan and in India, etc. Because God gave us a word that we have to use technology to preach the Gospel, not only to the members of CRC, but to people all over South Africa. We heard a word and we pursued the Word of the Lord and God gave us favour and God enlarged our territory. Somebody shout Amen, Hallelujah. So I could also have sat behind the desk and just say there's nothing I can do, but I refused. Not many people liked it. So we had to do a lot of things to protect certain people from the attack and the viciousness and jealousy of other pastors who did not like the way our territory was increasing in the midst of the lockdown. But I don't take the credit for it. I heard a word from God. I said, I heard a word from God that we're not scaling down during lockdown. God's gonna enlarge our territory. God's gonna enlarge our boundaries. God's gonna increase our influence. Listen, and if God can do it for the church, God can do it for you. Come on, say it, I'm ready. Say it in Jesus' Name. So you have to act decisively in the right time. When you hear the sound of the Lord in the mulberry trees, you shall advance quickly. You know, opportunities are exactly that. They present themselves once. 
If I got distracted on my cell phone and that was while I was driving away from church, I heard the Holy Ghost speak to me. I could have said, okay, next week. Next week was too late. It was a moment. It was a suddenly. It was a strategic move. And we were the only church in South Africa for about six months who had live services on television every single Sunday. Then some other people jumped on the bandwagon. But thank God we didn't have to jump on a bandwagon. We heard a word from the Holy Ghost. We acted on the Word of the Holy Ghost and the rest will be history. You will see when we preach the Gospel and we are gonna see our stadiums filled with multitudes of people from all over South Africa in the Name of Jesus Christ. So timing is everything. Ecclesiastes 9, 11, the Bible says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not unto the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, no riches to men of understanding, no favour to men of skill. But time and chance happens to them all. Who's listening? <laughs> I mean, I, I talk to some businesses and, and I understand they're on challenges in the natural, but um, I talk to some pastors that have to shut their churches down, that have to close their churches. The only thing that tried to shut us down was the police. And again, those were jealous of religious leaders that incited the police against us. Welcome to the ministry. That wasn't the police. Those were religious people. Informed by General Satoli myself, I have his number. Spoke to two Lieutenant Generals in our church who incited the police against us. Religious leaders. Because when you have a dream, your brothers will hate you if they don't have a dream for themselves and they will try and kill and destroy your dream. So I learned very quickly that it really doesn't matter what people plot and scheme. It matters what God has intended. You just have to walk with God and stay the course and the rest will be history. Can you say Amen in Jesus' Name? I've learned that there are few people to trust, even though they shabba shabba, shandai, hundai, and often those who look the most spiritual are those with the greatest devils on the inside. Sorry to say. Hello? Yes. So, so be careful who you share your dream with. I'd sit in meetings with religious leaders and tell them what we are doing and then the attack would come the next week. Can you believe it? Ministry? Hello? Hello? Yevo Gogo? Hello? So Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, the Bible says, to everything there is a season. 2022 will be your season of breakthrough. Shout Amen. Shout breakthrough in Jesus' Name. Hallelujah. A time for every purpose under sun. Sometimes the difference between success and failure lies in timing. So let's talk about inquiring, getting the mind of God. What does the Bible say? Well, sometimes we just have to push the pause button and we have to get wisdom. There's a time to pray and then there's a time to act. Oh my word, I sat in meetings with people and then every time they want a prayer meeting. I say, we've had many prayer meetings. We don't need a prayer meeting now. 
We need to do something now. We need to go feed the poor now. We have to go clothe the naked now. We have to start orphanages now. We have to go launch out into the deep now in Jesus' Name. Prayer is the first resort, but it definitely is not the only resort, my brother and my sister. So David inquired, James chapter 1, verse 2 to 8, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So I don't want to say thank God for this COVID, but this COVID has exposed a lot of people's intentions. This COVID has brought a lot of things to the surface. Knowing that the trusting of your faith or the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Nothing in the English means, or in the Greek here means nothing. Lacking nothing. So if you don't have a job, God wants to help you get a job. If you cannot pay your bills, God wants to help you pay your bills. If you are living lonely, God wants you to help help you find your spouse in Jesus' Name. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. It says lacking nothing. So when you go to a crisis on the other side, God wants you better off on the other side than at the start of the crisis. God wants you better at the end of the valley of the shadow of death than at the start of the valley of the shadow of death. The key is you better walk with the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does He say in the last Scripture? He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy, I will lack nothing. Even in the presence of my enemies, God, You are gonna prepare a feast for me. God, You are gonna anoint my head with fresh oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Time to get back to church. Time to love the church. Time to be a Christian again. Radical and on fire for Jesus. Shout Amen in the Name of Jesus. So He says in verse 5, If any lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who's the source of wisdom, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Now, how do you ask in faith? You ask in faith when you know what God's intention is toward you. So what did God say to David? He said, I will doubtless deliver you. What is Ephesians 3 verse 20 says? It says, unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. What did the Scripture say, the preceding Scripture? That we may lack nothing. So when I come to God, I do not come with a hesitant attitude. I come believing that God is going to give me wisdom to get out of my valley, better off, stronger, higher, more blessed. But let Him ask in faith. I said, let Him ask in faith. So when I come to God and I say, Father, help me, I, I, I don't stand there with a guilty conscience and I'm thinking, well, maybe I deserve this. Maybe I don't deserve a blessed life. Well, why wouldn't you deserve a blessed life if God is no respecter of persons? 
Why would God bless your brother and not bless you? The truth is God has already blessed you 2,000 years ago. The truth is God has already redeemed you from the curse of the law 2,000 years ago. You just have to turn your eyes to Jesus and look at the source of your future who is Jesus Christ and begin to believe that Jesus paid the price for you 2,000 years ago so that you can live the life that God has for you lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. Not lacking a little bit. <laughs> He's more than enough. More than enough. Croak. He's El Shaddai, the God of plenty. Not He's just enough. Oh, He's never enough. He's more than enough. Come on, give Him a praise because that's who He is. He's more than enough. I said He's more than enough. He's more than enough. He is El Shaddai. He's more. He's more. He's more. Come on, praise Him. I believe God's doing something in somebody's life this morning. He's more. He's more. He's more. He's greater than your trouble. He's greater than your problem. He's stronger than your storm. He's more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one. He is El Shaddai, the God of plenty. Hallelujah. And He has a miracle for you. He has a breakthrough for you. He has a plan for you. He has a future for you. He has a story that still has to be written. He has a better chapter for your tomorrow in the name of Jesus Christ because He is, hallelujah, El Shaddai, the God of plenty. Take your seat. But let Him ask in faith with no doubting. I'm not gonna watch what the government says about the future. Fourth wave, fifth wave, sixth wave, seventh wave. I'm on a wave. Amen. The wave of the Holy Ghost. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. We don't have to worry, fret, sweat. We just have to turn our eyes to Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep praying your prayers in faith. Keep following Him as your good shepherd. Keep crying out for wisdom. As the Bible teaches, when you go through a trial, rejoice. That means get a sound mind. Know that God wants you to lack nothing. Then ask in faith. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge accurately and timelessly. Knowledge alone will get you nowhere. Wisdom. So when the doctor operates, he operates from knowledge. But then there's a level where knowledge meets wisdom. Wisdom, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31, Christ has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So when you learn to walk with that inner source, then knowledge becomes wisdom. And wisdom illuminates knowledge. As the doctor, you just know what to do. God uses the knowledge. Remember the Bible says, Jesus will bring to remembrance what you studied. He illuminates. So uh, that doesn't mean I don't have to study and I'm 
can be a heart surgeon like some people, they read the Bible, they think they can be a, a, a pastor. That's why they fail miserably. When I broke the disc in my back, I Googled every video and everything there was on disc, how to fix a disc, the um, pros and cons of surgery. That didn't make me a surgeon. But I can tell you a lot about a disc. I can tell you a lot about how to, to manage a broken disc, which I still have. I can tell you. It doesn't make me a doctor. Amen. So for the architect, for the engineer, for the mother with the children, I mean, that's why I'm against this super spirituality that people want to try and display in the church, that it's all, it's almost like an escapism. No, Jesus came to give you life as a doctor, as a teacher, as a husband, as a wife. He wants to anoint you. He wants to give you wisdom, how to raise those three children, wisdom, how to run that business, wisdom, how to go to the other side. That's what the Holy Spirit came to, to bring. He didn't just come to give you tongues. There's a lot of people that pray in tongues and they're as, as, as dumb as a doornail. They pray in tongues, but they have no wisdom. Bible says you have to ask for wisdom. What did Solomon pray for? Huh? He said, wisdom. God says, you could, you could have asked me for anything. You could have asked me for the life of your enemies and I would have done it. I would have killed them. You could have asked me for riches and gold and I would, would have given it. But he didn't. He did what? He prayed for wisdom. Wisdom. I want the mind of God concerning my business, concerning my life, concerning my future. God's mind. Well, again, God's mind is not your mind. God's ways are not your ways. God's plans are not your plans. That's why you need faith. The minute you orchestrate your own deliverer, deliverance, you will not experience Baal-perazim. Because David already was a man of war. He had many battle scars. He didn't assume I can do it. I'm gonna get my own job. I'm gonna fend for myself. What did he do? He inquired. And I'm sure with his generals around him, he could devise a proper strategy. The strategy wasn't the problem. It was getting the mind of God. What is the right strategy? Because maybe the things that worked yesterday will not work tomorrow. Maybe the things that you have neglected are now the very things that the Holy Spirit wants to illuminate to orchestrate a deliverance in your life. One word. Bible calls it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, a word of wisdom. The light bulb goes on. You just know. Otherwise, my brother and my sister, you live in the natural dimension. And when you make decisions in the realm of the natural, you have to fend for yourself in the realm of the natural all the days of your life. Because that which is born of the Spirit is spirit and will be blessed for eternity. That which is born of the flesh has to be maintained by the flesh. So David is smart enough to know I've had many battles at Ziklag, he inquired. At Balperism, he inquires. Second time, he inquires. What does he want? God, what's your mind? What is your mind? What are you saying? What is the right way to approach this? I've toiled all night, Peter said to Jesus. I've caught nothing. I'm a master fisherman. I know there's no fish. We've been there. Jesus says, 
launch back into the deep, Peter. Lay down your net. Peter, his mind says, Master, we've toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at Thy Word, a word of what? Wisdom, simple. And oftentimes, the greatest breakthroughs lie in the smallest words of wisdom that we miss. Again, television, live, talking to millions of people every Sunday, facing a huge pandemic. And I also thought I just had to do a video recording, etc., etc., etc. And God dropped a word in my spirit. He said, no, no, buy time on television. That was the Thursday. We had one day to finalise this. We had to do this quickly. We had to be tough and ruthless in our negotiation to get ourselves on these television channels. And God gave us the favour and we did. So you cannot be sleepy, Joe, right now. You have to be wide awake. Shout Amen. You have to walk with the Lord. Say, what Joe are you talking about? Joe Soap. (laughs) Isn't that a terminology we used in the army? Joe Soap. I never said Joe, by the way. So he says, without doubting, listen, I have to close. He says, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by, by, by the wind. You know, some people today, this, tomorrow, that. Today they said this, tomorrow, that. Today they're going to Kimberley and then you think, oh, are you on your way to Kimberley? No, we're actually on our way to um, um, Tsenin or Peter's, no, no, Polokwane or wherever. Everything is changing now. I think some people who, no, let me not say that. I think if you left some people in a room all by themselves, they won't find themselves. Or maybe they believe there's three people in the room. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man listen, suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you have to make up your mind that God is the source and you are going to wait until God talks to you or you have to be the master and the orchestrator of your own deliverance. We can't dictate to God. We can't put God in our time frame. We can't tell God by the end of the year this should happen. What did God say to David? When you hear the sound of the Lord in the mulberry trees, you act quickly. Not before, not after. When, then, then the Lord will go before you. You don't go before the Lord. He doesn't follow you. You don't decide I'm moving to Timbuktu and you ask God to bless it. You don't orchestrate your own future. None of you want to walk in a level that God is for you. That's why the first prayer Jesus teaches us to pray is what? Not my will be done, but thy will. What is that? The prayer of consecration that requires what? Humility. Dependence on God. That every step you take is at the unction of the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me this morning? Amen. Means vakhot beskak. 
So you want to live this life, you want to experience the breakthrough God has for you in mind, you have to do it God's way or you will pay a price somewhere. Right? You help yourself, God won't help you. You sit on the seat, you dethrone Him. So this is not just jumping up and down. Most important thing you're going to have in your life is a relationship with Jesus and is to, is to be live intertwined with Him and to get His mind. And once you have the mind of the Lord, nobody else, can, people can't talk you out of God's mind. Not Satan, not circumstances, not a pandemic, because you have a peace that surpasses all understanding because you've heard from God Himself and you have the grace, come on. You have the grace to go through to the other side because you have the mind of God, because you have sought wisdom from God. Now listen, closing, Proverbs 4. I'm actually not even in my introduction, but that's me. Kenneth Hagin said, if you ever finish a sermon, you're not preaching by the Holy Ghost. So uh, I actually need years to finish one sermon. So Proverbs 4 verse 5, he says, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Huge difference between knowledge and understanding. I mean, some people are just so clueless. It's like you say, what are you going to do, brother? I don't know. I say, huh? How do you mean you don't know? How do you mean you don't know? And the Creator of the universe lives on the inside of you. The source of, of all wisdom and truth and light and knowledge lives on the inside of you. And, and I think it's one of the most pitiful thing a man can ever say is, I don't know. You may not know right now. You say, honey, I'm going to figure it out. But you, you, you never get a crutch and, and live with excuses because excuses are the crutches of uncommitted people. People who always make excuses for where they are, always blaming others for where they are. You can't live there. Not if you have Jesus living on the inside of you. Not if the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. Are you telling me that He's not talking to you? So He says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth, the Word, which is the source of wisdom, right? The Logos and the Rhema. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Who's the she? Wisdom. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Principal means main. Principal means the most important thing to get you out of your crisis. Wisdom. It says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom, understanding, the ability to apply knowledge consistently, accurately, until. Exalt her wisdom 
and she will promote you. She will bring you honour when you embrace her. Wisdom will bring you honour. That means wisdom will elevate you. Wisdom will make you the head. Wisdom. Who is wisdom? Wisdom is a person. It's the person of Jesus Christ. You can live your life two ways. You can live your life like everybody else or you can live your life God's way. You can be like every other Christian and it's just like this Jesus thing is a great thing. It's a cool thing, but it's not everything. He does not lie. He does not make false promises or claims. His Word stands by itself regardless of your experience. His Word has forever been settled in the heavens. The Bible says His Word has been tested in the furnace of the earth. His Word has stood the test of time. His Word kept Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. His Word. Matthew 7 talks about two people, a wise man and a fool. People say, don't call somebody a fool. I don't call you a fool. I'm just saying there's a fool in the Bible. And that fool is somebody that knows the Word and has no regard for the Word. Doesn't build his life on the Word. Builds the life on his Word, on his friend's Word, on his emotional Word, whatever other Word. Your house will come crashing down if you don't build your house on the Word of God. And you follow the principles of God's Word, which are what? Principles of wisdom. Wisdom. I mean, the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Then surely that's something we should all pursue. But wisdom is not something abstract. It's not something out there that floats around in the sky. Wisdom is in a person. That person's name is Jesus Christ. Without that person, oh, you can act wise, but you don't have wisdom. You can have knowledge, but your knowledge will come to nothing. You can build a great life, but one day when you die, you may not even go to heaven. The source of wisdom is the person of Jesus Christ. I mean, people want success. It's like they want to read the Bible and I'm still going to talk about that the errors of the prosperity gospel because I think there's a lot of people that think when you follow Jesus, you should be a billionaire, billionaire. We don't teach that nonsense, okay? It's not what we teach. We teach seek first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness and the things that God knows you need will follow you, okay? That's what we teach. We teach if God meant for you to be the Prime, not the Prime Minister, a minister, God's gonna get you to the office to be the minister. If God meant you to be a top doctor, then God's gonna grace you and God's gonna get you to be the top doctor by the grace of God. We, may, we teach that God's plan for you is better than the plan you have for yourself. That's what we teach. That when you find Jesus Christ, it is impossible to remain static and it's impossible to stay where you are and it's impossible to stay as you are. When you are a victim, He turns you into a victor. When you are bound, He sets you free. When you have no job, He's gonna help you find a job. We serve a Saviour that said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And we're not gonna apologise for it because Jesus didn't just come to get us to heaven, He came to give us life. Life, that word is zoe, zoe, zetoe, life. The way God experiences life. That's your Bible, not CRC. 
That is the Bible. So people criticize, they say, well, he says that. No, I say what the Word of God says. What's your problem? You sow old thing. What's your problem? Huh? I mean, if you don't want to get anywhere in your life, then just stay where you are. Amen. So when we talk about Jesus Christ, we're not talking about Jesus came to, to, to give you a material existence. That is the, 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 the lowest thing of what Jesus came to do. He came to give you a relationship with God who is the architect of the universe. Now, if God is the architect of the universe, do you want to tell me that God cannot be the architect of your future? Huh? If God created this magnificence and you as a human being are the top of His creation, how can you even for one moment think that you're not important to God? And that God doesn't have the ability to orchestrate a beautiful future for you. If you are surrounded by beauty, every morning when you wake up, the sun sets, or when you wake up, yeah, um, <laughs> sun sets. Some of you wake up that time, students, amen. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. When you meet Him, you know Him for who He is. And you love Him for who He is. And you experience the love that He has for you. And that erases all doubt about His intention towards you. Because if you as a human being have goodwill towards your children, how much more your Father? The problem is we don't know Him. The problem is we don't know Him. So we run everywhere else. We seek help in many different places, but we don't know Him. I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving. There in Bloemfontein, Johannesburg, right John Pretoria, you say, Pastor, you're talking to me today. I need a fresh start with God. I've come to the end of my road, if I had to be honest. I need a new beginning. Maybe you said that today you've never given your life to Jesus. I don't know. But the greatest thing you can do is giving yourself to Him. Because 2,000 years ago, He gave Himself for you. He died for you. And really, it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. Your past does not matter. What matters is what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago. And today, you can receive that gift of salvation and life in the person of Jesus Christ. Is God talking to you this morning? Praat God met you vanochtend. Is daar voeling in jou hart vandag en jy weet God praat met jou daar in Bloemendijn Noord, Bloemendijn, Johannesburg, welkom. All the churches with us this morning, God talking to you today. You say, I need a fresh start. Maybe like the prodigal, you've grown cold and you've wandered away from God. Hey, God loves you. He's standing with His arms open wide and He's waiting for you. But you have to take the right step like that prodigal son, and you have to walk to Him. I want to give you that opportunity this morning before we close the service. This a besonderse voorrecht om saam met u te bid vanochtend. What a great honor to pray with you. Thank you for being here today. God really loves you. 
each and every one of you. You know, if one person got saved in this building, in the mind of God, all the money we spent is worth it. That's how much God loves human beings. So please, 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 please. There's a lot of unsafe people out there, your friends, etc., your business associates. Let's use this moment while the politicians do the election because we know what they're going to do after the elections. Let's use this window of opportunity um, to advance God's kingdom. Use every moment that God gives us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And don't worry, we're dealing with these jealous religious leaders. You'll see. You'll see. Pray with us. Put your hand on your heart. And uh, say these words right now. Say, Lord Jesus, today I give my life to You. I accept You as my Lord and Savior. Thank You that You died for my sin. I believe with all my heart You rose from the grave. I believe You are alive. Today I accept You, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. Thank You for a new beginning. Thank you for a new life in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on CRC, visit www.crc.org.za.